0: This is the Self-Help Place podcast, the show that provides real self-help for everyone. Created and hosted by Dan Dyson. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Self-Help Place official podcast. This is episode 7 and today we're going to be talking about the big subject of social media. Uh, Now this is the, and also the negative effects um, of that. So just to start off today with a couple of statistics, now I've got this from the BBC. So there's um, 3 billion people, around 40% of the world's population use online social media and we're spending an average of two hours every day sharing, liking, tweeting and updating on these platforms according to some reports. So it's a vast amount of people, the majority of us are on it. Um, Now it has a lot of good uh, aspects to it. Um, it has a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's communication, of course, educa- well, education in the right places and things like that. We are now more connected in the world than we ever were before. I personally, myself, am in a long distance relationship and having to, do- being able to do video calls every day makes a world of difference. It's almost like we don't know how they used to do it back in the days of the war. But it also has some negative effects to it as well. And I've got my regular guest, Dave Norris, to talk to me about that today.
1: Dave, how are you doing? Yeah, doing good. I always doing good. Excellent. I'm always doing good at the moment, so Excellent. Um, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, weather's just as nice as it was the last time we spoke, so that's brilliant. So Dave, I've got you on the thank, sh- show. Thank
1: God, because I, I was not enjoying the cold. Sorry to interrupt you there, but no. I was not. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, I was not enjoying the warm. I was not enjoying the humidity. It messes up my sinuses. I think you so had so a I'm cold that bath I'm...
0: last time as well, which left you in the shiver for the last podcast, so <laughs> um, I'm glad you're a bit better for yeah, today. Yeah, also
1: that oh yeah much better today much better i didn't do that stupid thing i did last time so
0: oh boy yeah i'm gonna try that ice bath thing and maybe i'll do a podcast on the effects of that maybe it'll just transform me
1: somehow i don't know it it works it works there's this thing called there's the opposite of it like doing saunas is really good for you it's something called heat shock proteins when you shock your body uh, with with massive amounts of heat your body releases a protein that helps rebuild muscle and is really good for you apparently oh so wow could, okay uh, there's also that as well but that's the opposite because the ice bath does work if your legs are really sore which mine were god it works god it works though goodness me
0: <laughs> well in the lockdown i don't think i'll be attending many saunas right now but i'll remember that <laughs> when this all blows over
1: indeed yeah, maybe Maybe. So,
0: Dave, right. got you on the show again today, um, and that um, very thoughtful brain of yours to discuss the negative effects of social media. So, to give to start you off with a little statistic. Um, Got another one from BBC saying, in 2014, researchers in Austria found that participants reported lower moods after using Facebook for 20 minutes compared to those who had just browsed the internet. The study suggested that people felt that way because they saw it as a waste of time. And I think that's the least of our worries in today's podcast because. Um, I think there are a lot more um, sinister effects, things like anxiety, depression and general mood changes. But Dave, you're going to start with a very unusual term today.
1: Um, So just, just tell us a bit more about what you're going to be talking about, first of all. All right, so I'll, I'll try and be as clear as I can when I say this because it's such a kind of strange word. It, it comes from the world of professional wrestling, and but I don't mean like the sport. I mean the entertainment. So WWE, think The Rock, right? Yeah. And Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. The, word, the word we're going to talk about is kayfabe, right? So that's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E. Kayfabe, okay. Now, Okay. It's such a strange word, but once we get into it, oh, once we get into it, it doesn't even make more sense. Once we get into it, it just it <laughs> just sounds even more bizarre. But you'll you will start to see it. This is the weird thing. Okay. So, definition of kayfabe. It is staged events and predetermined narratives that are treated as true. All right. Right. So, when in the world of professional wrestling, you see. I'm not up to date with wrestling, okay? I'm not a wrestling fan, so bear with me. (laughs) When you see The Rock and they're, they're talking shit at each other and they're having fake fights, it's all about the story. It's all about who's starting the trouble, who's finishing it, how does it resolve, and it's this constant back and forward. All right? Gotcha. And the resolution of, well, not the resolution of that, the point of this is that it's entertainment right right so we're investing in the narrative for entertainment not for the value of truth or reality mm-hmm. all right now what's weird about it is the actors when you see them when they're not performing even when you see them in everyday life and they're uh, on talk shows and being interviewed they will do one of two things they will refer to the wrestling world as if it's real, as if it's happening and it's not fake, or they won't talk about it. Which when you start to think about that, that is astonishing. Yeah. That is absolutely astonishing. Mm -hmm. They go through that, like they never break. They never break. That is the number one golden rule. You do not break kayfabe. All right. Wow. Now it's a big, big difference from fiction, right? We all agree on a piece of fiction. When we watch it, this is made up. This is for the purpose of entertainment and escapism. All right, mm-hmm. we we understand that. While while art and fiction can reflect reality, it is not, and we know this. Yeah, but kayfabe is the selling of its own reality to you. So I'm going to go over some terms with this. So there's four terms I want to go over. Um, number one is the shooter. So the shooter is a reference to the person or the individual or the group or whatever that is starting the trouble. It's creating the, the first sort of step in the narrative, right? Right. So for example, in wrestling, this wrestler is going to talk bad about that wrestler, right? Right. Now you have number two and three, which is the head and the heel. Long and short of it, the head is the good guy. The heel is the bad guy. Okay. And they are going to resolve this conflict. They are going to resolve and have this back and forward with each other that started with number one. And that makes up most of it. But this none of this works without number four, which is what they refer to as marks. Right? Right. So like the name Mark. Yeah. It's, and that's us. That's the consumers. That's the fans. The people who buy into it and devote themselves to it. Okay. They, they are invested in the narrative because they know it's fake. As we all know with professional wrestling, it's fake. It's not real. But we're all in on the joke. The best comparison I heard, it's like Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. We all know it's fake, and much like wrestling, you get to an age where you're like, "Oh, what? It's fake!" Like <laughs> it's like it's like that, and then, but we still we still all in on it, even as adults. Mm. We're all in on this thing, and even I've been in a in a room of adults talking about Santa, and one of them has said, "Because they have kids, oh well, Santa's real, of course." Nodding a wink, and I'm like, "That's lunacy, isn't it? That's absolute. It's, it's absolute crazy." Mm-hmm. And 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 the point I kind of wanted to make, and the point that. By the way, this is all from there's a YouTube channel called Wisecrack that everyone should check out. Um and they they have the um a video talking about Kanye West and Taylor Swift, which I'm gonna get onto now. So Keifei basically what's what's happened recently, this sort of narrative style, I guess you wanna call it, is being adopted in multiple arenas in our society, right? Yeah. So Politics, reality TV, porn, right? Like, like porn's a big like. We know it's fake. It's crazy. We're all in it. We know it's not real, but we all buy into it, right? Mm-hmm. And and music, right? Because the reason I want to talk about that is because the thing with Kanye West and Taylor Swift, famously, they have this quote-unquote feud, right? Well, obviously Kanye West interrupted her at the award ceremony, and then they had this back and forward. But, I mean, there's video evidence of them confirming the feud is fake right? and acknowledging to it and actually pursuing it. Because, I mean, after after this interruption from the music awards, I mean, Taylor Swift appeared in a Kanye West music video, a line in which Kanye says maybe i can still have sex with taylor swift or something along those lines <laughs> and she's she then reacted saying oh how can he say that but there's a there's a phone conversation between them saying that she's okay with it it's madness yeah and the point of this ultimately is to create money right mm-hmm. they 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 the media attention we've all heard we've all heard the phrase you know bad press is still press right yeah. So so that's that's sort of the thing. I mean even CNN have admitted to this. Because Trump is also the king of this. He is absolutely magnificent at the KFA because he's no stranger to um reality TV, right? Yeah. I mean, there was a quote from CNN and they were talking about the the expert, quote unquote, people they have on their panels, quote unquote. And they have literally said they're not necessarily um experts. They, they they are characters in a drama. That's literally what they said. They're forwarding a narrative. Yeah. It's 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 the cra- it's the craziest thing. It is. Um and, and this this whole thing of like when you see in a newsroom that two guests really go at each other. Yeah. And it's almost like the person disagreeing has like broken onto set, right? You know, that thing is yeah. like, oh, you can't kick me off of it. It's like you were both invited. You were both. You're both being paid to be here. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's kayfabe. It's nonsense. Yeah, it's absolute nonsense. And it's it's the forwarding of the narrative as opposed to the reality.
0: It's funny because right? on social media, I actually see this as well. I mean, kayfabe is almost like a professional narrative that makes money, and people never break it. And everyone knows it, but they keep going into it. But it's the amount of people that you see or you ask anybody who's on facebook and you go oh think about a relationship or somebody who is posting nice stuff but actually you know things are going on behind it you know like you have like a unfortunately you have like a couple who are really not getting it um getting on well at home or you know there's there's scandals and cheats and stuff like that but on facebook they look crystal clear they're having a great time they're they're super happy together and it, it goes back into kayfabing. And I almost think maybe there's a part of us that enjoys that narrative. I mean, of course, it's all about putting on a face, isn't it? It's about, um, you know, no one wants to look like they're struggling or failing or anything like that. But the fact is, kay- this kayfabing is... It's everywhere. It's all around us, and that's what you are saying. Like back in, I feel like back in the day before we had social media, kayfaving was a bit easier to just manage because it was just on TV. Is I mean, I used to watch WWF as a kid, and I, I loved it. Um, it. It was on TV, but then the TV gets turned off, and you're back to kind of reality to a degree, and it was a lot harder to spot. But now, because we're on right. social media, a heck of a lot. I mean, I gave you that statistic at the start: three billion people. on average you're on social media and we're surrounded by it like you'd have one you wake up in the morning you go on Facebook and you have what a 5-10 minute scroll you would have come across kayfabing like unbelievable amounts of it like you see it everywhere it's all just an image and a narrative that we try and keep and I think that the danger lies in is this you said a kayfabing is when everyone's kind of in on that joke now the problem lies is when Wet like the people who don't know it's a joke, and you, you get like people like you know you get children who are starting on social media and they have friends and things like that. Yeah. They they this is a brand new generation who have brought up, have been brought up with internet and social media. I mean, people like me and you, Dave, like we grew up in a time when internet was really just getting off the ground and you know people didn't use it on a daily basis. But you know you got kids nowadays are just caught they're born into this surrounding noise and this caveabbing. So the concern is, and it's even for you get people you know get vulnerable adults as well or just people in general that that point where it becomes dangerous to the point where they actually start believing in these tales and then it just
1: creates yeah. madness in their lives you know and so um
0: that that's yeah. that's um, it's
1: terrible really i mean that, that nicely thank you so much dan you you again you read my mind that brings me nicely onto my next point <laughs> right and and yep. you touch on something there it's like they're not investing in the reality they're investing in the entertainment and that's exactly the point of kafeb that is exactly the point. It's not real. Your entertainment. You were. What's what's the quote I had here? There was one I had. I had it literally in front of me. Uh, da, 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 da. You know what? It's ba- it's basically that that you, the, the, the reality isn't the truth. The entertainment of it is the truth. Yes. So do you know do you know someone by the name of Simon Sinek? Do you know who he is?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say I do. It rings a bell, but I couldn't say that I know okay. who he is. No.
1: Right, well, I don't know what he does, but he speaks great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I've spoken about him with friends a few times or someone put him on to me. He, he basically, there's a really kind of, I think it went viral when it came out. God, speaking of kayfabe, viral. Um, and he, the, 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 the title of the video is The Millennial Problem. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's talking about children growing up with this. So what, what he's saying is when, when you're a kid, you you pretty much need the approval and the acceptance of your parents mm-hmm. to start growing, right? But once you become an adolescent and a, or, an, or a teenager, you then need the approval and acceptance of your peers. Yes. Now, the way that used to be done, used to be done like I was there, is human interaction and conversation and having the tools to be able to do that and build meaningful relationships. mm mm-hmm right mm-hmm. but now what we're seeing and and this is obviously this is his words where he's going out and talking to young people is that now the social media is the way to do it and most people reporting they do not know how to have a deep meaningful relationship they have fun with their friends they hang out with their friends but they would not turn to their friends this is from them this is what people are saying they would not turn to their friends for help yeah. yeah and and what's even worse is, so, like drinking or gambling or smoking, when you're using social media and when you're using your phone, it's releasing dopamine right it's that pleasure thing we all we all know what dopamine is now it's that word is plastered everywhere so when when you're when you post something on facebook and you get a ton of likes that releases a ton of dopamine when you get a text message you feel good that's why you send out so many in the hope that when you get a reply oh yes you know yeah i'm getting reply i'm 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 being accepted yeah but this is quickly becoming the coping mechanism for stress which is outrageous because it is also the source of it and their anxiety and their approval. They're, they're, they're seeking out the approval of others. And they're not doing it by interacting with them and building relationships. They're doing it through social media, by building this. It's almost like you build a brand for yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're building a brand for yourself and you're, accept, you're, you're seeking that acceptance from other people. And as you said, like this the statistic you started with, I mean people who are suffering, people who spend more time on social media tend to experience more anxiety and depression. And it's the vice versa. People who experience depression anxiety tend to spend more time on social media. And and like gambling or smoking and alcohol, a little bit can be fun, right? Even even a little bit more than a little bit can be fun. But too much is an addiction. So even Simon Sinek, if you're waking up, Simon Sinek saying this, if you're waking up next to your your partner or your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you're checking your phone before you say good morning, you have a problem. You have an addiction. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Which is even, go on.
0: I, it's ama- I was about to say just uh, to you, Dave, it is amazing. You mentioned the exact word I wanted to go on to there, addiction. Now, addiction, people associate addiction with, you know, um, people who are addicted to drugs and are in rehab or they're on the street and they just want their next fix. But addiction is probably the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems we have nowadays. And the thing is, we are so lost in addiction that we we don't know where we are, like, because we have no chance of escape. You know, before we, like I said, in the past, you know, people are addicted to TV but then what happens is your parents as a kid anyway your parents shut the tv off and ban you from it and then they make you go outside nowadays you kids you send the kids outside and they pull their phones out and it's it's all over again now and and the thing is Something I'll go on to in another podcast is about categorization of millennials, boomers, things like that, which I'll go on to. But I think it's even adults as well. Um, you know, they, they are looking for so, any, any solace that they're looking for is in their phones. Their phone becomes their life. Now, the, the problem is you mentioned anxiety as well. The The issue is there is not quite enough research into this yet because um, a lot of mental health studies I've been um, I've been looking at um, they, they are quite recent, actually. There's some from 2008. I mean, you got uh, the mental health studies, really, the ones that are really published, start really from the 50s and 60s. You've got the strange situation test for children in the 1950s. You've got the robber's cave experiments in the 60s. And you've got the Stanford prison experiment in the 70s. All these into social interaction, into categorization, um, they go, it, it is quite new and I think a lot more research needs to be done and I can tell you actually on another statistic I'm going to tell you, researchers from Babes bolyai University in Romania, I think I've said that right, uh, they reviewed existing research on the relationship between social anxiety and social networking in 2016 the results actually came back quite mixed. They concluded that more research needs to be done, or we. but we can already tell, I mean, through people we know, through ourselves, how much stress it causes. But the fact is, we do need more research on the topic, and more research means more solutions into how we can maintain this. And quite rightly, as you said, Dave, social media, like anything else, it's a tool, It's um, which is something I know you're going to go on to. Uh, in a moment as well. It's something that, you know, it, it's moderation and it's moderation in all things is key. And I don't think no matter how technologically advanced we get, the
1: value of moderation will never change. No, I, th- I think, I think you're, really, you're really right there. And like, like any tool, you, you've got to use it responsibly. Yes. But, but the problem we have, because this is so new and like this university saying, which is rightly so, we haven't, we haven't had it that long. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not actually been, I mean, it's now, it's integrated in our society in every capacity. It's the more you think about it, the kind of scarier it becomes. Yes. Right. But But it hasn't actually been around that long. So there hasn't been enough research on it, but isn't it kind of scary that we already kind of see how negative that effect can be? Definitely. In that short time, it has been here. Now imagine being... I remember what it was. I remember what it's like. At school. I th- I think me and you, we were kind of the last generation to kind of get out of it. And even as we were growing up, it was slowly starting to come into play. Yeah, but it was still in it. Like Facebook was still in its infant stages. It literally you couldn't get it on your phone. You would have to go to remember you'd have to like go to your computer and sit, and you'd answer a few messages and you'd leave. Right? Because it just wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't that internet. It was a tool. But now, I mean. I've heard people say, and by people I mean experts on the topics, you know, it's like, well, they, they ask them, how long is it until we become cyborgs, right? Which is people who have machine parts and computers inside them that function. Yeah. And the argument being is, well, we're already there. I mean, how, when you think about it, how often are you more than six feet away from your phone? Yeah. Where's your phone right now? Mine's in my pocket, actually, thinking about it. Right, mine's right next to me. Yeah, and do what's even worse, I have it set on the desk, face up, and I know I'm having to concentrate on this conversation. I'm having a conversation with you about something really serious, mm-hmm. and I cannot and have not got rid of my phone. It is sat next to me, and every message I can see comes through. And that's a problem because every time it happens, it's like, snap, I've pulled myself out of the conversation, I'm going back, I'm back in the kayfabe. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my reality. It's, it's, it's a whole world in my pocket. And then I'm jumping back out. And I remember I was actually thinking recently, I think I struggle to maintain conversations. I either struggle to maintain conversations or I'm thinking so much about how to maintain a conversation. Mm-hmm. And that is weird, man. Like I am I am I'm not a shy person right? I'm quite outspoken. I, you know, I, I sing on stage in front of random people and I don't know how to talk to someone. I, that thought is crossing my mind. That is crazy. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. I I have to constantly remind myself how many close friends I do have, you know, like when I'm, especially now in lockdown, it's quite easy for me to sit and think that, Oh I don't have any friends. No one really cares about me blah 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 blah. and then when I sit and actually think about it for a few minutes, it's like you actually have an abundance of close friends that you've formed personal relationships with that transcends this social media nonsense yeah there's a there's a friend i there's a friend I always think about, so I spent a long time a long time it was a few years working in Europe right and being away from home and Facebook was obviously really handy then like like with your um long distance relationship mm mm-hmm. It's really good for staying in touch with people. Yeah. And there'd be one or two friends. They would never, ever post anything on Facebook or any sort of social media. Yeah. And I got worried. I was like worried about them. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh no, are they okay? Are they really upset? And then I thought about it. And I was like, they're not posting on social media. They're probably doing fantastic. That's why they're not posting. (laughs) Because, because why would you? Why would like? Why would you? And and that's not to say that people who post on social media all the time or fairly frequently are unhappy. Mm-hmm. I think some of them are, but I don't think all of them are. Yeah, but it's that really interesting thing. But there's one friend I know; he's happy. He loves his life, but it's really simple. He does. He just doesn't invest his time into it because he doesn't want to. Exactly, and it's amazing. And I think the point. From, it's amazing.
0: The point from that I think is that. And it's something I want to move on to is um, how exhausting it actually is. Now, the moment for me when I realised how exhausting all this is, uh, all this is slash was. Um, now I'm a practice of med- I'm a meditation practitioner, and um, every now and again I will go on retreat. And anyone who who's not um, massively sure what a meditation retreat is. It's where you where you go to like either a meditation center or a monastery, a Buddhist monastery or something, and you spend time either a weekend, a week, or even longer than that, and you spend time just um and you you only thing you do all day in silence is meditation you you're not you you're not supposed to talk to anybody else you're supposed to keep to yourself and meditate so you can really see yourself and see how, what's going on in your head and just kind of look into it basically and practice your meditation now i spent a week at a very very strict monastery down um uh down in the forests uh, south of birmingham um it's called the forest hermitage and it was a branch of one of ajahn Chah, who was a very famous meditation master Um, in Thailand. It was a branch of his monasteries. And I studied a lot about that and their meditation technique that's called the Thai Forest Edition. So these are very, very strict monks, you know, monks, sorry, they've got shaven heads, they wear, they wear orange robes, and that and they have very, very few possessions. So I went in this and I, I had to keep I, I kind of didn't bring my phone into it. Um, I got dropped off, I left my phone. um, And I spent a week there. And my only task for that whole week. Uh, was to wake up, uh, do uh, chores. So, I, you know, in exchange for me helping them with chores like gardening, um, cleaning, things like that, they would allow me to meditate there. They would teach me a few things. So, I lived amongst these monks um, and in, in this forest space. And I had my own little forest hut and everything. It's all very, it uh, sounds very cliche, but um, it was, I have to say, from going straight from looking at social media every day, trying to keep up with the multiple things, to stopping completely it was the strangest thing I've perhaps ever experienced. That whole week felt like a year because you, you are amazed. When you put your phone down, you are amazed about how long a day can last. Like You, you cannot believe that 24 hours lasts as long as it really does. But the, the key moment for me, now I realized a lot of things in that week. I was taught a lot of things in that week, which, which is a podcast I'm going to go on. So I'm going to do a podcast basically on my experience and what I learned there. And the insights are learned. But when I left um, that place, I got my phone, turned it on, and then all the messages from that last week came through. Everything that anyone had sent me, all the emails. Good and I'll tell Lord. you what, I spent an hour going through them, and I was literally knackered, knackered out, so tired just from looking at that on that that screen. And it was astonishing to know how exhausting it is. So I later found out there's an actual reason for that. And there's a book published by an author called Daniel Levkin. It's called The Organized Mind, a very, very good book. he's He's a neuroscientist who studies how to effectively organize our minds better. And Apparently, according to this book, and I'll, I'll read a quote from one of the pages here, the inf- information scientists have quantified that in 2011, and that's quite early days, really, Americans, American citizens took in five times as much information per day as they did in 1986. That is the equivalent of 175 newspapers. That is astonishing per day. Oh Imagine God. reading 175 newspapers every single day. That is the information that we are trying to take in in so much. So I think going back to your point, Dave, about conversations and things like that, a lot of that has to do with things like attention spans. And I think people like us, we do have quite a good attention span overall. But because we have so much going on at the same time, you know, it's very, very easy to start overthinking about everything. I mean, even I, I mean, I overthink conversations uh, sometimes and it gets to the point where i can feel my brain zoning out and thinking what that person on facebook said or something like that it gets to us all and i think that is a normal experience in a time like this where we're getting a lot of social media and everything's just pouring in at us at once and we're we're struggling with it a little bit and of course that causes a multitude of problems
1: yeah. yeah one thing i've been doing a lot that by the way there's a word for what you said Um, there's infobesity. That's the word <laughs> you're love looking it. for, which word. is a fantastic word. It's a great one. It's so true. It's so true. We are bombarded on a daily basis with so many things. Yeah. Um, now I've completely lost my train of thought. Where was I going to go? <laughs> <laughs> completely lost. Oh yeah, there the we go. The irony. <laughs> um, I was talking, yeah, the irony, see? These, I can't even remember what I'm talking about. Well, I've always been like this. There anyway. we go, um, folks. <laughs> what, what, one thing I, I've, I've started doing in the last year, And I think I talked to you about this when I first kind of met you, Mm -hmm. was um, I'll delete the social media apps off my phone. Mm -hmm. If I'm particularly anxious or kind of like wound up or not feeling fantastic for some reason, first thing I do, I get rid of these apps off my phone. Right. Right. Now, I'm not removing myself. But what I am doing is I'm making it slightly more difficult to access. So if I want to check my Facebook, I have to go to my computer, go on the website and log on. Yes. That itself is enough to deter me from wanting to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because it's not right there in front of me. I'm like, oh, well, I just wanted to do it because it was right there. But I don't want to do it that much. Yeah you know and and it's scary i mean iPhones we were talking about phones before we started mm-hmm. my iphone well iPhones do this you do you, you don't have an iphone do you
0: i don't know i'm a, i have, i'm one of them android babies whatever the word is right there.
1: okay <laughs> one one thing it's it's doing now it shows you every i think it's either sunday or monday morning yeah it shows you how much time you spend per day on your phone yeah mm mm-hmm. mhm And it will say, oh, you're 12% up or 7% down. And I I saw one a couple of weeks ago and I, I put my, I was just like, good Lord. I didn't, how did I do that in a day just (laughs) on my phone? And I don't remember achieving a thing. And this is what's astounding. This is why I love getting rid of the social media apps because you kind of get that time back. Yeah. And literally, I I honestly believe, you, you know, when you're bored and you reach for your phone, you start scrolling for no reason. Yeah. I honestly believe it would be better for you to sit there and do nothing as opposed to grabbing that phone and scrolling through. It would be better for you to sit and just do nothing than it would be to scroll. And that is crazy. And that is just, it's just bonkers. How much time? Okay, I will tell you the number. I will tell you the number that put my head in my hands. I averaged four hours, 17 minutes per day on my phone. Wow, yeah. Good Lord. I would say, so. Though, let, that's let's quite... Break, let's, break a day, but let's break a day down. But just, sorry, let me just interrupt. Let's break a day down. It's 24 hours in a day. Let's shave those four hours. Let's even be kind to myself. Let's, shave the, let's round it down a four, right? So that's 20 hours. I sleep eight, right? We're already on 12. All I've done is sleep and be on my phone, and I have 12 hours left. Yeah, That is just bonkers. Yeah. That is just madness. There's a multitude of things. Four hours per day. If I'd spent that playing guitar, <laughs> I would stop complaining about how I'm not a better guitar player. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's maddening. It's absolute madness. Oh,
0: I think... The, Sorry, go on. The uh, point I was going to make on that, yeah, just just quickly, was actually that was that didn't surprise me that figure in the sense that compared to mm. what i've heard from some of my friends it's actually quite low compared to what i've seen. I've you know there's people who spend all day looking on social media they've got actually nothing else to do but spend on social media but still you know for for people like us who you know we don't we know the value and the disadvantages of social media i guess yeah there's some days where it is surprising how much time we spend on it and i think that leads me to the final pod, uh, part of the podcast today which is about remedying this in the sense of kayfabing because kayfabing was the first big part of the call and, and uh it's a call uh, first big part of the podcast even and um in, in regards to yourself, what you mentioned there last, it's about timing and moderation on, on there. And, you know, you got a surprising figure. I think on my Android, I think I'm, after this, I'm going to be checking out uh, how much time I spend
1: on it because uh, it is very, very easy. Dan, take, take my advice and don't do it. and Just put your phone <laughs> off and just go do literally anything. You could do anything else. Think, think, think of just a random activity for me. Just have it in your head. And anyone who's listening, think of any activity. Do that instead. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be anything. Yeah. If you've got to clip your toenails, that is better use of your time <laughs> than going on social media mindlessly. It's, it's maddening. You're not really wrong. Is. You're
0: not wrong. So I think the three no. main points I think taking away from this is step one really is understand the kayfabe. Know it. Know it inside mm. out. Know its purpose like to make money to, to you know to stir things for more media attention things like that and know it in your own life as well you know you're bound to know anything any part of your own life or friends or family's life that is fakeing you know there's people who you everybody yeah. knows that they're, they're, they're faking that but you kind of let them save face a bit like so be aware of that game and don't buy into it too much and just just keep that awareness two is moderation and I think moderation yeah. will come when you realize how, you know, if if you're spending a lot of time on social media and you realize it is taking away part of your life, that's the first step. It's, again, it's that awareness and then bringing to moderation. So what I do in my day is that uh, I, I like to, I mean, in lockdown, we have a lot of times where was a lot more tempting just to browse Facebook. And to be quite mm. honest, I do it more anyway, but I try and schedule my day up. So I'm on a number of group chats, for example, and I, I put I put them on mute for like four to to eight hours at a time because then I schedule myself uh, and you don't have to do it so meticulously, but I schedule myself at at like lunchtime and the end of the day to catch up on messages or to catch up on social media and things like that. And the key is Mm. um, also don't look at your phone first thing in the morning straight away. And I used to do that. And it exhausted me. Like As soon as I wake up, I'm like, oh, I want to see what messages I've got. But actually, shoving so much in your head so early in the morning, it will tire you out for the rest of the day. And I tried this once. I tried to resist the urge to look at my phone and I just stayed in bed for another 45 minutes, got up, went downstairs, made a cup of tea. Then I looked at my phone. And I tell you what, that made all the difference. So that's point two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so schedule your time. And I think the last point I want to make really is, yes focus on the benefits of uh, social media but like you said find like you said they find a way to give yourself a break if it gets too much you know i have one of my friends at the minute is currently taking a social media break and that is absolutely fine to do there is nothing wrong with taking a break for yourself you know at the end of the day and with anything for that matter you know if it takes away from work or being with family or social i mean i know it's a bit hard right now being in lockdown. Uh, but social media, give yourself that break and find, like, find, and I think as much as, like, you know, it, it's funny to not look at how much time you spend on social media, I think if you are, you know, if... If you are interested in doing so, I think I would look at it to find out how, like you said, Dave, how much of that time could be spent putting towards something productive. And I think that might, for some people, help them and go, oh, actually, I have all this spare time in the day. Instead of sitting there and browsing stuff, I could actually try and do something I love, build something. But as um, one of our guests, Mike Davis, um, said, the music- uh, musician said, remember, you do things when you're ready for them. So uh, don't go the other way ignore all social media and then feel like you have to be doing something uh find that balance you know there's, there's going to be some days where you yeah. do want to look the, the, Facebook this, or is exa- YouTube. this
1: is exactly what i was going to say um I, I i don't want to shame anyone i don't think you should look at the time you spent your phone and then feel bad that you haven't spent it doing something else of course but again like everything we say pretty much every episode be aware of it yeah. Just keep it in mind. And you were saying about organizing your thoughts, because this is something I've started doing recently. I tend to not start replying to messages till about nine or 10 in the morning. Now I usually get up about seven or eight. And the first thing I'll kind of do is kind of either make a coffee or go for a run.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And and the other thing I do when I go to bed, this is, a, this is a weird one. And I really like that I do it because it sort of clears, it helps clear the morning. Mm-hmm. I will finish conversations. You know, you have some, chats or whatever where they hang over the the evening and then you pick them up again in the morning Mm -hmm. i will definitively close them in the evening yeah you give yourself a bit of closure you can take a break from it and then in the morning there tends to not be that many messages if any waiting for you then you can pick it up when you're ready because i was gonna i was gonna talk about because i have a work group chat yes and i have a really strict rule of this I'm allowed to look at that nine to five when I'd be at work. But if it's after then, I'm not looking at it. If it's before then, I'm not looking at it. Why would I do that? Yeah. Then where's where's the boundary? We have to, yeah, I think you have to be really careful with your boundaries. If you're doing something, I think, you know, be sure that you're doing that. Like that can even be relaxing. Make sure, sh- oh, you don't have to, but I, I think it helps to say, I'm using this time to relax. So what helps me relax? Well, I should I should do this because I like doing this. And then again, it's just being organized and you're using your time, just not better, but more effectively, you're actually achieving what you want to achieve. And that doesn't mean, or I'm being productive, that achievement could be, I relaxed and I'm actually relaxed.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And I think, again, uh, the final point I will make today is, is... Pretty much just on what you said, it's. I think for uh, anyone out there like me myself, I have a bit of a problem with this. If you feel that taking a break from social media or not replying to messages, you'll think, "Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget to reply to it." Make a note of it. I I'm on a um I have a a project management tool called Trello, which is free, and I it's like a it's like a big little weekly to do list. And if there's any, I check it every morning and every night. And if there's anything I really must get round to, but I really just cannot right now, and I'd rather just take a break make a note of it because I know in the morning I'm going to get up, I'm going go to go and check that. I'm going to go, okay, I need to. Not going overboard with it, like reply, because it's very easy to go overboard with a to-do list, like reply to this, check this, reply to this. Just the essential things you you definitely need to reply back to, just make a quick note of it. And then, then it's just managing your time. It's So like I said, my final point on this is just scheduling your time to the point where social media doesn't really take over your life. So Dave, what would you say, what would you like? Cause so we talked about, um like organizing your time and just managing social media a little better what would you like to make as a final point on that
1: the last thing i i did have a note to talk about this but we cl- we didn't have time and it's fine um it's it's this thing with social media where you're seeing i like to say you're it's like a greatest hits album right if you if you're looking through someone on facebook that's a greatest hits all right <laughs> you are not seeing the reality That it's a kayfabe it's it's all it's not fictional but it's not the whole truth all right yeah so just bear that in mind don't beat yourself up if anything what i've tried to do in like my creative endeavors and in my life is just be unashamedly yourself yeah don't make out that you're happy if you're not who cares but obviously don't then draw attention to the fact that you're not right it's like i am i'm this way and that's fine. Oh, that person's doing that. Well, good for them. You know, it's that it's that metric for success. Like if you're measuring yourself against someone who's only posting the good things, yeah, you'll probably look and feel pretty bad in comparison, but that's not a fair thing to do to yourself or to anybody else. So that would be my final thought on it. Brilliant!
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think um, we will be doing, we will be covering social media again. This is such a big topic; we couldn't fit it into a single podcast. So I think we'll be discussing more topics on social media on that one. We have a lot more to discuss on that. Um, a future one being comparing yourself to other people as well. That that is a big social media thing. So we'll come back to that at a later date. So, Dave, thank you very very much for being on the show again. Really really appreciate your insights as usual. Um, I didn't even know what Fabing was but now I know and now I can even be more aware of it so Dave it thank cr- you isn't again. it a
1: crazy term it's a crazy, it a crazy term and, and you will now start to see it everywhere so don't drive yourself mad with that either just yep. just that just bear it in mind just remember that all right <laughs> yeah that's brilliant that's what dave. I would say. Well, thank you
0: again thank you for being on the show dave and uh no problem thanks for you t- having me as no, always yeah yeah no no problem i appreciate your time all right folks well that's everything for today stay tuned i'm now trying to do this podcast every tuesday and friday and trying to get you um, give you two of these a week so stay tuned we've got some more insights coming your way so thank you for listening bye bye Thank you for tuning in. Please visit the website theselfhelpplace.com for more information.